The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoy this episode on world-famous magician Harry Houdini, be sure to check out our Famous Fates podcast, which is exclusively on Spotify. Every week centers around a common theme, such as Hollywood icons, mysterious deaths, or notorious names. From Marilyn Monroe and Billy the Kid to Vincent Van Gogh and Al Capone, we delve deeper into the extraordinary lives that help shape our world and explore the lasting effects their deaths had on our culture. Follow Famous Fates free exclusively on Spotify. Please, doctor, you must help my husband. He's got a fever. He's convulsing. He's sweating nonstop. He never sweats. <sighs> Stomach. Pains. There. I see. How long have you been in pain? Last week we got a diagnosis for appendicitis, but Harry disagreed. Two. Two. Days. Hours. Has he eaten anything unusual? Well, on occasion he swallows pins and... And? I can't say. Mrs. Houdini, your husband's life is on the line. You can't tell anyone. Yes. One could be caught in his intestinal tract. Why didn't you bring him in sooner? He's refused. Reckless. He needs to refrain from that in the future. It's part of... I don't care that he's the most famous magician of our time. Well... If he doesn't take better care of himself, he's going to die. He was hit in the stomach a few days ago. That might be related. I've seen him come out of a straitjacket hanging upside down. This man's abdominal strength is incredible. It can't be an injury. <laughs> the prior diagnosis was correct. It's appendicitis. Prep Mr. Houdini for surgery. Will he make it? He still has a pulse. If he survives, it'll be his greatest trick. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Harry Houdini did not survive his last trip to the hospital. Kind of a buzzkill, considering all he did survive. Dangling from a building, being locked up underwater for over two minutes. Prison escapes, being sewn in the belly of a whale. Thrown in the ocean while handcuffed, buried alive. Escaping ropes, chains, drowning in beer, and being sealed in a milk can. He could untie knots with his feet and pick up pins with his eyelids. And that's when he wasn't performing. <laughs> so when he died at age 52, it was hard for people to believe. A master magician wouldn't just die. He'd be poisoned, attacked, or faking it. Coming back from the dead is a pretty great trick. So what happened on Halloween night, 1926? Hi, I'm Vanessa Richardson. And I'm Carter Roy. Welcome to Famous Fates, a ParCast original exclusive to Spotify. Each week, we'll release five fresh episodes centered around a common theme, such as Hollywood icons, influential women, or music legends. In each episode, we'll take a close look at the remarkable life of a different person. With the help of voice actors, we'll dramatize their incredible lives, reimagining their greatest and weakest moments. 
Then we'll examine their controversial deaths. Some deaths came too soon, some remained shrouded in mystery, and some changed the world forever. Today we're covering Eric Wise, better known as Harry Houdini, one of the most famous magicians of all time. Born in 1874, he gained a reputation for defying death. So when he finally died in 1926, there were many who believed it was just another magic trick. You can find episodes of Famous Fates and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. To stream Famous Fates for free on Spotify, just open the app and type Famous Fates in the search bar. Famous Fates is a Spotify exclusive, so you can only find it on Spotify. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. Now back to the life of Harry Houdini. Harry Houdini started his magic career in childhood, though he didn't always go by that name. He was born Eric Wise. Come on, come all! See Eric, Prince of the Air! It's Eric the Great now. Eric the Great! Step behind this curtain to see feats of brilliance. Tricks no ordinary man can pull off. Put your money right there, girls and boys. Presenting Eric, Prince of... I, I mean, Eric the Great! As you can see, Eric the Great's hands are tied. He hangs by his knees. These feet, useless. And yet Eric is going to pick up these pins. How will he do it? Magic. Wow, how did he do that? Doesn't he get dizzy hanging upside down? I think he stuck the needle in his eye. Thank you, thank you. And don't forget to tell all your friends to come see Eric the Great. Right here, tomorrow after school. Good show, right? We made 23 cents. Bully! So for names, how do you feel about Harry, King of the Cards? Yeah. But I'm amazing at card tricks. How about Houdin? People will think you're related to Jean-Eugene Robert Houdin. Hmm, Houdin. No, Houdini. That's French for like Houdin. Eric Houdin. Keep Harry. People like Harry. Harry Houdini. Funny story, French magician Jean-Eugène Robert Houdin, an idol of young Eric Wise, actually took the name Houdin from his wife. Prior to marriage, he was Jean-Eugène Robert, so Houdini named himself after a famous magician's wife. And it was grammatically incorrect. Adding an I to the end of a French word does not mean like, the way Eric thought it did. Mm, All part of the illusion. Another part of this illusion was the claim that Houdini was born in Appleton, Wisconsin. As American as Appleton, (laughs) Eric Weiss was really born in Budapest, Hungary. He emigrated to the States as a toddler with his mother, rabbi father, and five siblings. The lie was likely due to the anti-foreign sentiment of the time, not long before World War I. Or, to make his persona more relatable, Harry famously quipped, The greatest escape I ever made was when I left Appleton, Wisconsin. Either way, Eric Weiss had a fake identity, which only got faker over time. Eric started performing magic at nine, and Harry went into it professionally at 17, after spending five years working in a necktie factory and hating every minute of it. Houdini wasn't the only magician in the family. His brother, Theo, 
stage name Hardeen, brother of Houdini, joined him, traveling the country in vaudeville and sideshow acts. On the road, they hired an assistant, Wilhelmina Beatrice Radner. Lucky for the brothers, she just went by Bess. <laughs> she was actually Theo's girlfriend. Until he introduced her to Harry. Harry and Bess were married two weeks after their first meeting. Talk about love at first sight. And it was mad love. They got married three times. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Sounds like they were I-doing it all night long. <laughs> the first wedding was a secret, private affair, befitting the mysterious magician and his magical onstage assistant. Then they had a Catholic wedding to please Bess's family and a Jewish wedding to please Harry's. And were they pleased? Harry wrote Bess love letters constantly, sometimes when they were in the same room. What did he even have to say? My dearest Bess, your eyes sparkle brighter than any oil lamp. I'm writing to inform you of Mayer's first words, Mama. Clearly he misses you as much as I do. Mayer is crawling all about the house and even got into my handcuffs this morning and swallowed the key. Luckily his father knew the magic to releasing him. Love, Harry. My darling Harry, how many times have I told you you must clean up your tricks when you're done rehearsing? Your lovely assistant can only do so much, especially in the midst of motherhood. Glad to hear Mayer is still breathing. Don't forget to check his nappy for the key. All my love, Bess. In addition to abundant romantic praise, their letters detailed the exploits of their son, Mayor Samuel Houdini. Only Mayor Samuel Houdini didn't exist. The Houdinis were childless. So what's going on here? An inside joke? A secret code? It was probably more depressing than that. They were likely infertile. Harry's brother was one of the first x-ray experts in New York and did a fair amount of practicing on his family, including Harry. On Bess's end, their niece, Marie Blood, enviously reported that Bess never had a period. Now that's magical. Bess had a low body weight and was described as underdeveloped. She likely suffered from primary amenorrhea, a condition caused by a genetic disorder or abnormal female reproductive organs, which makes childbearing highly difficult. Mm, so the childlessness may have been a sore point and the letters a coping mechanism. And then again, in addition to going as far as celebrating Mayer's election as president of the United States in their letters, Bess once told the Ohio State Journal, I married Mr. Houdini when I was not quite 17 years old. Now my daughter is following in my footsteps and will soon become a bride. Was she completely delusional? Maybe it was a misquote? We'll never know. The Houdini children could even have been paranormal spirits. For those who subscribe to the belief that Houdini was helped by ghosts, which was very popular at the time. I do not believe that ghosts or spirits exist. Houdini was actually one of few magicians in his time who was against the spiritualist movement. But we'll come back to that later. The other important person Houdini met on the road was Martin Beck. Lousy show. It was a tough crowd, Mr. Houdini. I'm going to try something. Hey, hey, everyone. Want to learn my tricks? For the meager price of $20, this magician will reveal all of his secrets. Mr. Houdini. Shh. Quiet, Mrs. Houdini. Any takers? They should call you Harry Handcuff Houdini. For an extra five smackaroos, you can have the handcuffs, too. I'm not here to purchase your tricks. I'm going to manage you, say? And we're starting with rebranding. 
No more cards. Everyone does cards. Your escape act, though, that's something real special. It's still a work in progress. Then progress. Martin Beck, nice to meet you, sweetheart. Best Houdini. Yes, I know who you are. Quite a good assistant. Smart choice to marry her. Keep her around. Thanks. So, you gonna sell those tricks, kid, or are we going to the big leagues? Mr. Harry Handcuff Houdini will sign with you, Mr. Beck. We'll return to our story in just a moment. And now, let's continue the story. Under Beck's management, Houdini's career took off. No prison can hold me. No hand or leg irons or steel locks can shackle me. No ropes or chains can keep me from my freedom. Now master of handcuff escapes, Houdini traveled the world, completing a series of international prison breaks. Houdini was so confident in his abilities that he insisted the wardens strip-search him before he was locked up. Exhibitionist much? <laughs> you can't say he didn't like the attention, but it was to prove he wasn't hiding a key. Or to make people think that. Houdini was quite skilled at regurgitation and could swallow small lockpicks before a trick, hold them in his throat, and cough them back up to escape once he was out of sight. Most of his tricks took place behind a curtain, so this made the escapes incredibly convincing. Houdini also hid keys in his hair, a hollow compartment in his shoe, or Bess's mouth. If he was struggling during an escape, he could signal Bess to come on stage and kiss him. Again, exhibitionist much? <laughs> the man wore swimsuits on stage during the Victorian era. You decide. So, during the kiss, Bess would slip the lockpick into Harry's mouth, and voila, he escapes five minutes later. In the prisons, Houdini might hide a key or a lockpick in a jail cell in advance, say in a bar of soap or in his famous large milk can or water tank. He'd use his teeth or an extension rod from his mouth to get the hidden key while he was chained up. And he'd sometimes used rigged handcuffs that securely locked upright and sprung when he turned them upside down. Houdini was a little obsessed with being upside down. That man is... He's dangling off a building! Help! Help! Calm down, Sharon! It's an act! He might die! He's the great Houdini! He doesn't die! He's escaping from a straitjacket! And he'll do it in under three minutes! Just watch! While dangling off a building? I hear he vanished an elephant! He lowered it through the floor. The floor below was a swimming pool, see? With no elephant splashing around. Astonishing! He's wiggling like bait on a line! I don't think he can escape. Someone call the fire department. It's Houdini. Oh. His arms. Oh. We may need to call the fire department. Dickens. He freed himself. Miraculous. While Martin Beck sold ticket after ticket, Houdini focused on different ways to be upside down. From hanging by his knees as a kid to the straitjacket escape he concocted after touring prisons, to the Chinese water torture cell, his most famous trick. And his most dangerous. The easiest way to attract a crowd is to let it be known that at any given time and any given place, someone is going to attempt something that in the event of failure will mean sudden death. The Chinese water torture cell was a combination of the upside-down escape from a straitjacket and the near-drowning escape from sealed milk can filled with water. Or milk. Or beer, depending on who is paying to advertise. Mm. Houdini became incredibly famous, performing all over the world, even doing a trick called Money for Nothing during World War I. And while giving away over $7,000 of his earnings to soldiers... A lot of money in 1916. ...was a great accomplishment, 
He did one better by giving away information as a rumored spy for the U.S. and Britain. He was so famous, even foreign world leaders were bringing him out for shows leading up to and during World War I. But as Houdini gained fame, he gained imitators. Mm, Houdini tried to sue the copycats, but since you can't copyright a magic trick, his lawsuits didn't get far. So he had to think outside the box. By locking himself inside a box, specifically the water-filled box of the Chinese water torture cell, which Houdini referred to as the upside down. All the blood flowing to his head sparked a great idea. Houdini would perform a one-act play, including the trick. He'd then copyright the play, and no one could steal it. The play was performed once ever for a single audience member. Probably his mom. But it got the job done. The trick was under copyright protection. At the time, it was in vogue for magicians and psychics to claim their tricks were performed with the help of invisible spirits. And the public believed this. It was actually really popular. Seances were a huge part of pop culture in the early 1900s. Even Harry's close friend, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, yes, the Sherlock Holmes guy, insisted that Houdini could communicate with spirits without even realizing he was doing it. My mind is the key that sets me free. And Houdini was so against it that this claim ended their friendship. To be fair, it kind of reads like he's calling Houdini oblivious. Well, yeah, but Houdini was really, really not into magicians blaming their tricks on, well, magic. This was actually a great way to brand himself. The magician who doesn't need help. Houdini was a marketing genius, but he hates seances so much, he routinely crashed them to expose what the magician's trick was. It takes one to know one. He even went as far as designing a spirit box in order to debunk the medium known as Marjorie. Real name, Mina Crandon. Crandon was so skilled in her act that Houdini had to physically restrain her hands, feet, arms, and legs inside a specially made box to make it impossible for her to perform any illusions. Bet she wasn't happy about getting debunked, but that didn't stop him. In 1926, Houdini testified before Congress in support of a bill that would outlaw fortune-telling. That bill didn't pass, though fortune-telling has since been outlawed in several states, including New York. Prior to testifying, Houdini offered $10,000 to anyone who could prove evidence of the paranormal. He remained a rich man until his death, but the challenge lived on in the form of James Randi's Million Dollar Challenge until 2015. Seems like a fair adjustment for inflation, especially considering that reward has also never been paid out. Hmm. Anyway, Houdini had millions of fans, no friends, and was possibly a little cuckoo, so the perfect celebrity. Like Kanye. <laughs> and then he died. Or was murdered. We'll return to our story in just a moment. And now back to the story. 1926. Houdini is a living legend. Performing internationally, he achieved the highest level of fame to be known as a single name, Houdini. And that fame may have done him in. In October of 1926, Houdini prepared for a performance at the Princess Theater in Montreal after giving a lecture at McGill University. Tea, Mr. Houdini. No, thank you, Mrs. Houdini. My ankle is aching. I'm sorry, my love. Here, prop it up on the couch for a bit before the show. If it isn't the man of magic himself, Houdini. I can't figure out for anything how you pull off those tricks. Thank you. It's always a treat to hear from admiring fans. Recognize us? 
We were at your lecture at McGill. No. That's okay. Is it true you can withstand any blow to the abdomen? Why, yes, it... Oh! Mr. Houdini! Oh, that was unexpected. Hmm. Doesn't look like you're so magical after all. Just a fake like everybody else. <laughs> Are you okay? I'll pull through. I just need a rest before the show. Mr. Houdini, I brought a doctor to see you. Mrs. Houdini, I told you I'm fine. I broke out of the Upside Down in record time last night. And you did it while running 101 degrees. Your wife tells me you've been in pain? A blow to the stomach. I can withstand any blow to the stomach, Doctor. No need for your services. Well, perhaps we can get him a free ticket to tonight's show, huh, Mrs. Houdini? Let him look at you, please. I'm going to touch you. Tell me where it hurts. <clears throat> there. <gasps> and there. I, I didn't say it hurt. And there. Hmm. Put this in your mouth while I listen to your heartbeat. Very fast heart rate. And a temperature of... My goodness, Mr. Houdini, we have got to get you in for surgery immediately. Nonsense. I'm going on in ten minutes. You have acute appendicitis. If we don't operate, it will rupture. Oh, Harry. Bess, gather the other assistants. I, I need the help on stage. And for my next trick, the next trick, I will... The Upside Down. The Upside Down. Mr. Houdini, your swimsuit. Yes. Ta-da! They are now locking my feet in stocks. And then, once trapped, I shall make... make my escape. Locked in. See you on the other side. As you can see, Mr. Houdini is secured in the chamber. Now we simply push him behind this curtain. And we wait. Houdini may have performed weakly, but it didn't make any stunt less dangerous and death-defying. He would remain locked in the Upside Down for over two minutes, much longer than the average human can hold their breath. In every trick, he risked his life. One minute has passed. He could run out of oxygen. His face would turn blue. His body would convulse in the chains. He'd choke on water as it flooded his system while he lost consciousness. Two minutes have passed. Houdini usually made it out in under three minutes. But with a fever and an injury, could he survive that long? <gasps> Open the curtain. Voila! Ladies and gentlemen. Now, I... I shall... Uh, lower the curtain. But, Mr. Houdini, the milk can. Lower the curtain? I cannot go on. Mrs. Houdini, I need Mrs. Houdini. He passed out. Check his pulse. Is he still breathing? Harry didn't die in the Chinese water torture cell, but he had to cancel the rest of his performance. Bess urged Harry to go to the hospital throughout that night, and by morning he conceded. Harry agreed to have his appendix removed and survived the operation. However, Houdini was dead within the week. Official cause of death? Peritonitis, an abdominal infection resulting from a ruptured appendix caused by blunt trauma. 
witness to the punches from J. Gordon Whitehead, Bess made an insurance claim. The investigation determined that the blows to the stomach caused the appendicitis, and they paid double indemnity on Harry's death. However, we now know appendicitis isn't caused by blunt trauma. That was a popular medical misconception at the time. For reference, doctors had just stopped prescribing leeches. Medicine wasn't exactly modern yet. And neither were autopsies, which has led some to believe Houdini's death was caused by a different form of foul play. Right. Poisoning. Remember Mina Crandon and every other psychic, fortune teller, and ghost whisperer in America? They all had it out for Houdini. The poisoning theory was so popular that in 2007, there was talk, notably press statements from Harry's grandnephew, George Hardeen, of exhuming Harry's grave to do a more thorough autopsy. However, the legal papers were never filed, so the body couldn't be exhumed. Mysterious. Mm-hmm. Harry was buried in Machpella Cemetery in New York, in a bronze coffin that was actually designed for an upcoming trick where Houdini was to be buried alive. Wait. You don't huh. think... His death was an elaborate trick on awry? Well, he barely survived his first attempt at being buried alive. Mm, and that was without a coffin. So what if the whole collapsing mid-show, public stay in the hospital, massive funeral, was actually the setup for his greatest trick? If it was, it wasn't that great. Oh, well, yeah, he would have died and stayed buried. But wouldn't Bess have known, or someone, to get him out after a certain amount of time? Possibly. Unless they found him dead and reburied him to save face. Right. It would have ended his career on a very sour note. And explain why he wasn't exhumed. Maybe George Hardeen just had to be filled in on some family secrets. Could be, since it was Bess's side of the family that opposed the exhumation. It's almost as mysterious as one of Houdini's illusions. Well, it's just hard to believe that the master of magic died of a simple infection. Then what was it? How did Houdini really die? What killed Harry Houdini? Poisoning? Infection? An attack? A trick gone awry? Negligence and pride. Yep, Houdini was killed by his ego. And J. Gordon Whitehead and appendicitis. But mostly ego. Even in 1926, appendicitis was completely treatable with a fairly safe surgery. If Harry had simply gone to the doctors, he could have nipped it in the bud by nipping out his appendix. But going to the doctors for stomach pains after he was hit would make it look like Houdini didn't have the incredible abdominal strength he boldly claimed. He was used to suffering any stomach pains in silence and probably didn't even realize these pains weren't from the punches. Hmm. And as to whether it was all fake or not? Bess Houdini believed it was real. No way he wouldn't have had his beloved wife and assistant in on the trick. For 10 years, she held seances on the anniversary of her husband's death, waiting for an agreed-upon code. It never came. The code was, Rosabelle, answer, tell, pray, answer, look, tell, answer, answer, tell. Their favorite song was Rosabelle, and then stage code spelled out, believe. And believe she didn't. Ten years is long enough to wait for any man. Well, then again, famed psychic Mina Crandon always claimed that Houdini's proud spirit would never contact the living, just despite the psychics he hated. Makes sense. Houdini lived and died by pride. And as the most famous magician ever, he kind of earned it. Kind of. Okay, he earned it. <laughs> Houdini may have been able to escape anything, but he will never escape the public's fascination.
Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes of Famous Fates and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Famous Fates is a Spotify exclusive. Well, not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Famous Fates for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Famous Fates on Spotify, just open the app and type Famous Fates in the search bar. Remember, it's a Spotify exclusive, so you can only find the show right here. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll see you next time.